Welcome to Theatre of Delights, the finest radio stories brought to you over the airwaves here in the Pleasure Zone. We now return to our Christmas show, sure to bring a snowflake to your eye. Enjoy Erin Brocker Grinch, Part 3. It is you who is hiding a Grinch. to have a surprise visit from the Hanukkah Christmas Law Firm at the Doris Meat Company plant in Reseda, California, which is where we are right now, and we're having a meeting. Would anyone like some water or other meeting stuff? Thank you for having us. I'm Aaron Brocka Grinch, attorney at law through Sheer Force of Will. And I'm Neil Hanukkah. I'm here to facilitate the meteoric rise of Aaron against the forces of man. Well, sounds interesting. Neil, Aaron, meet Lucy Doris, the CEO of the entire corporation, who was at this meeting for no reason. I'm merely inspecting the sorrow of the animals. Looking good. Yup, those are some accursed beasts, born only to be fed to the jaws of our terrible machines so that some dipshit can buy baloney and then throw that baloney into the trash. Wonderful. I'm taking out my phone and talking into the end of it. Siri, notepad. Animal sorrow in Reseda. Present. Playing Animal Collective. Notepad. Take note. Animal sorrow. Reseda. Present. Playing Animal Collective. I'll just remember it for later. So, Neil, Aaron, you said you had some legal matters to discuss? Yes. I'm afraid it pertains to some health externalities we've uncovered in the area during our research. We know you bitches are hiding a Grinch. Excuse me? Uh, Grinch? Don't play with me, bitch. I'm a shark at Christmas law, and you just fell right into my red waters at sunrise. Meat manager here again. Uh, there is no Grinch on these facilities. Merely the black souls of innocent animals ripped asunder from their bodies in a place that ancient civilizations would surely confuse for hell. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Grinch is not real. Right, also the Grinch isn't real. What I believe my colleague is saying is many of the houses in the area, well, they appear to have had their Christmases stolen. All of them, actually. It's not Christmas yet. Right. Christmas is tomorrow is the other thing. Look, none of us want this to go to court. Absolutely not. That's all time we could be spending with our children or even at Chanel buying looks that turn heads across America. I understand. As an executive, I myself am wearing a three-piece suit right now. As am I. I am too, but no one is proud of me. Moving on to the Christmases, just have a look at these photos I'm taking out of this manila envelope and showing you. I'm sorry, before we go any farther, did you say your name was Grinch? It's Brocka Grinch. Brocka Grinch? Brocka Grinch. Brocka Grinch. 
It's Broca Grinch. It's different to Grinch. Excuse my executive laugh here, but we're supposed to believe this is a good faith investigation? And what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Pathetic. What was that, you bitch? You're clearly obsessed with the Grinch, and he's not even real, and it's sad. I'm so sorry about this, Miss Doris. I did not read all the way to the end of their names. You look at this photograph of a chimney and tell me it hasn't been slink, slink, slunk. Aaron. You're dreaming of a white Christmas if you think we would ever let this go to court. What about night court, huh? Where the heat is on and anything goes. I'm sorry, I, I don't have time for this. I have to be in San Diego at three to curb stomp a lamb. Show me the Grinch and I'll see your Louis Vuitton heels in the battlefield of law. Siri, call security. Playing Animal Collective. You can see yourselves out. Thank you for having me over for dinner, Aaron's family and Aaron in her house. And Chaz! And Chaz. Thank you, Neil, for bringing this Christmas goose for my children. Well, unfortunately, it's all I have left. I've invested everything into this Grinch investigation. And we appreciate that, Neil. I'm putting my hand on your hand, because I appreciate it. Well, what the fuck is this? I just hope we can make it through this troublesome year without sacrificing young and silent Charlene here to the dark ritual of a winter's harrowing. And in only one day it is her sixth year, the hour of harvest. I'm afraid if we don't win this case, there will be nothing in this world or the one above it that can save her innocent bones from being brought to feast. We will win this case and find that Grinch. That green son of a bitch. I get so mad just thinking about him and his fuzzy claws. Easy, Aaron. <laughs> You're gonna spook the kids. Get your hand off my hand, Chaz. I'm putting it back on Neil's hand. It's me, Tyler, the boy again. You could cut the sexual tension in here with a knife. Tyler, eat your goose. Every night we eat Christmas goose. That's all that we have left. I put everything I have into this case. Do you want to eat your sister and crunch her bones? Don't mind me, everyone. I'm merely staring at your daughter Charlene with haunted eyes. Neil? What is it? Your eyes are so haunted. Sorry. I better show you. Why don't we take a drive? We can take my motorcycle. And how would we all take a motorcycle, Chaz? I can't imagine a way we would fit on a motorcycle with all of us. There's, there's five of us. We can body buckle. I think we'll take Neil's Escalade he drives because he's a family man and not a big boy like you. Yeah, that's a good point. Ha <laughs> ha, I am growing furious with silent jealousy. Watch your step, everyone. We're in a mysterious lot and I'm unlocking a giant steel gate where anything could be on the other side. Oh, my belts and buckles, Neil. This is an abandoned water park. But all the rides and lights are still on. But all the rides and lights are still on. Look, Charlene, we're kids and there's a thing. Let's run about. Look at them running about. I wish I could, but I can't stop thinking about this damned Grinch. I know they're hiding one, and it's my job to find it. You have to appreciate your own children, Aaron. Before they're gone, because you were forced to eat them, 
in a cruel twist of fate due to a curse. What is it, Neil? Your hands are on your hips as you look into the distance with a forlorn gaze. This was your water park, wasn't it? For your child. Her name was Ezra Lee Dona. I built this water park for her on her fifth birthday. My god, that's right before a sixth birthday. The winter of harrowing. Ezra Liana loved this park. The slides, the wave pool. Insurance made me pay through the nose, but I didn't care, so long as my girl was an aquatic maven. Probably expensive because there were no lifeguards. That was her favorite part. It was a completely unsupervised five-year-old's personal water park. Come on, Charlene, let's splash! Tyler and Charlene, you stop splashing and lie on the concrete until we leave. As we all know, a hundred years ago, the age of harrowing began, where a dark shadow settled upon the children of California. The darkest chapter of the Golden State! Indeed, Chaz. Any family without food found a curse laid upon its children on the day of their sixth birthday. A demon's green egg laid inside their very heart, meaning the child would have to be eaten as sustenance. Right, because otherwise the demon's egg would spoil the child meat. And then you couldn't save the child or have the meat. Exactly, because of a demon's egg. We're all on the same page here. We're all on the same page. It took a lot of cashola to build this park. I had to take out some loans and... And... And you ran out of money during a time not... But young Ezra Liana's winter of harrowing. It was that damn snowman case. They tried to pay me in carrot noses. That's not food. That's a nose. Oh, why? Why did I ever go into Christmas law? So you had to eat your very own daughter. My wife said we had to do it. We had to throw her in a wood chipper with two gallons of barbecue sauce and a large carafe, and then put the remains in a crock pot for an afternoon so as to cook. Oh, why? Oh, oh, why? Just imagine if you didn't have the crock pot. I think about it every day. You'd likely burn your child meat. What happened to your wife? She was shot into space on the 4th of July in a terrible and unrelated accident. I'm nodding, and I'm putting my hand on your shoulder. I'm sorry, Aaron, but if we can't get results on this Grinch case soon, Charlene will befall that very same fate. I won't let that happen. But if it does, you can take solace. Because I know a guy with a wood chipper that we can use. And we know he also has a crockpot. I sold the crockpot for crack. We won't be needing it. Because we're taking the Doris Meat Corporation to court tonight. I'm turning off my motorcycle. Wow, we really are here at the famous Doris Estate home of the influential Doris family, where they all live in one house, like the 1978 soap opera Dallas. Are you sure you want to go in there, Aaron? Damn it, Chaz, I already told you. A standard trial would take months to go to court. We'd already have eaten young Charlene by then. Charlene? I know her! She's pretty quiet! No, it has to be tonight. Charlene's birthday is tomorrow. If we can't get some kind of win then I'm afraid it's too late for her. 
We have to challenge the Meat Corporation to a special session in the legendary Night Court. Of course! The famous Instant Court of Challenge! Did you bring your gavel of contest? I'm reaching into a large pocket on my shirt because I'm dressed like a sexy safari ranger now and pulling out a tiny gavel from it. And you gotta smack her with that gavel to take her to night court. It's small, but it packs a punch. The full punch of night justice. But how are you gonna get in there, Aaron? Past the hounds. Past the sleeping Dorises. Like a Grinch, Chaz. I'll get in... Like a Grinch. Ow! Oh! Oh! I fell down the entire chimney! Oh! But I'm fine. Hmm. The lights are off in this house. All the better for my covert law work. Wait, what the heck? This regal foyer is covered in Christmas memorabilia. But why? A Santa's robe adorned upon the wall? A signed monkey's Christmas album? Even a variety of lewd Spencer's Gifts Christmas figures. Oh, 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 now you eat my Santas! Oh no, I've triggered the animated Santa toy and it's loudly mooning me. Who's there? If you're here for the Doris family diamonds, you'll have to take them from me, Lucy Doris. Oh, it's just you. The slut from Reseda. That's right, bitch. I've broken into your house, and I'm taking you to court through right of challenge. A gavel of contest? You don't have the brass. Wanna find out? Oh, Santa wants his sanitas! Normally, I would run from the room into my secret lockdown shelter, leaving you to tangle with the dreaded Doris hounds. But this time, I have nothing to fear. You should fear jail, you J.C. Penny enthusiast. Fear jail and the Reaper. Oh, excellent ruckus. It is I, Samuel H. Doris, patriarch of the house. I project the authority of the 1950s and wear a set of full pajamas with a droopy cap. Is something, Aroy? It is I, Remington J. Doris. Bored of the Doris family wearing a full prep school uniform, even though supposedly I was in bed. Oh no, Samuel H. Doris and Remington J. Doris. It's quite alright, Samuel and Remington. Doris's stand down. Mother, show I fetch you a hounds? There's no need, Remington. In fact, fetch mommy's jacket. She's headed out tonight. Tonight, court. <laughs> No. Why is she laughing? What does she know? Erin has successfully challenged the dastardly Lucy Doris to trial at the legendary Night Court. But can Erin survive a battle of law under the cold light of the moon? Find out next episode on Theater of Delights.